Hello and welcome to the Punt the Quarterback podcast. This is, I believe, our, our sixth episode. We've been going a good little run here. Um, Tim? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're really doing, uh, really excited about where we're headed right now with the podcast. We're um, excited that we're getting closer and closer to football season. Um, I don't know how people are pulling their draft orders. I've seen some really fun stuff. I've seen some people that are... Um, everyone gets a, a golfer and how the golfer finishes. That's where you get get picked. I've seen uh, a couple other ones where there's uh, you go to like online. It's kind of like a randomizer, but instead of it randomizing, just spitting out numbers, it actually has like a race, like a full hundred yard dash kind of a thing through down a football field, and you see the guys going forward and stuff like that. Kind of like the horses at the carnival and stuff. So and that dictates where you draft at. I mean, there's some pretty interesting things yeah. people are coming up with. I mean, we did ours and we did ours it was more or less just a uh, the pull it out of a, a hat, simple yeah. pull it out of a hat with the uh, pieces of paper. Um sure recount, when, recount. I'm sure when we yeah. were at the restaurant uh just meeting up and and having a beer and doing that, I'm sure people are looking like what the what hell are these people doing, doing pulling names out of a hat and stuff. But uh yeah, Timmy, you're uh you're number 9. Boo. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm 12, so we we do not get one of the first uh, yeah. running backs. I mean, when what, how do you feel about nine? I'm okay with it. I, I I thought, and we've talked about this. I think it's a four-person draft, where in any given order, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. I think the drafts in either format, PPR, standard, or half PPR, which is becoming more and more popular. It's like a split the difference. No matter what your format. I think it's four guys, and the draft starts at five. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys go with Devonta Adams at five. I've seen Kelsey go at five. I've seen Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I've Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Zeke, yeah. I, 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 how don't I forget Zeke? I've seen a million guys go at five. I, with me at nine and you at 12, at least I'm far enough away from you. You're not going to do direct damage to me. Um, but we're both squarely in what we call take what the room gives you territory. Yeah. And that's... That's really, that has to be your approach no matter what. And we'll talk about, talk about it later, different strategies. Zero running back, hero running back, uh, running back heavy, quarterback early, whatever you want to do. Um, even the ridiculous two quarterback leagues, which I know people enjoy. You take what the room gives you, period. You, you have to have a general idea of what you want. And what I do, I print out cheat sheets, and I still do cheat sheets. You know, I print them out, I put a line at the end of tiers, I circle the guys I like. And if I have more circles in one position than I do in another, I go with that and hope the other position comes back to me. But in our territory, like I have nine. So like I was discussing before we started recording, there's eight running backs I like, and then there's Devonta Adams, who I think is still the clear number one receiver. And I think Green Bay and the last dance, and even though you can't call it a last dance, we've only won one. (laughs) But I think they're going on a scorched earth tour. I think... They want to go out on top. I think they want to just tell the rest of the world, F you, come sign me. I think I still think Aaron Rodgers sees what Tampa Bay did for Tom Brady and what Brady did out of New England, and I think Rodgers wants to do that next year. I think he wants to show up somewhere and be like, I don't think people realize how good I am, and the reason I've only won one is because of Green Bay, not me. My thought with the draft order is is that I think there was three. Oh, you wanted me to talk about what you asked me about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a concept. That's all right. You were, you got in a roll, and I wanted to let yeah, you roll. The Germans bound Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Germans? Germans on a roll. Let them go. He's on a roll. So when you're, I think that there was, like, the ideal spot would probably be the three, the sweet spot was three, I think. Absolutely, Because yeah. then you get whichever guy's left. Yeah. I do feel like Kamara is probably in that next discussion, and he's you at the top. You don't think he's a clear four? 
He probably is a clear four, but I feel like the three are the clear three. Right, and that's why I said I, I, like, I wanted yeah. three. When I didn't get three, I'm like, well, then whatever. I feel like when you're at four, you know who you're getting. There's right. the, if, when you're at three, you don't know who you're getting. When you're at five, you don't know who you're getting. When you're at four, you know who you're getting. Right. I don't believe Kamara is getting picked in the top three, but I don't think Kamara he is should, going past. He's, I think he's a clear four. Yes. And for reasons we talked about, whether it was the running back dive or we talked about earlier, my, my slight hesitations with mm-hmm. what the Saints do with a quarterback. Yeah. I, I do think if Taysom Hill ends up to start, I don't think he will. But I think if Taysom Hill ends up to start, that slightly hinders Kamara's stats, that puts him in a clear four. I mean, and slightly hindering his stats still makes him early first round. I just, yeah, I just think that you want to be in an option to take that this guy was in that tier and he was the last person in the tier and I got him. I feel like Kamara's in a tier all by himself. You have those three guys. Yeah, I, and then I get Kamara. it. Yeah. So if you're at four, you're not like, well, yay, it's like, it's like oh, boo. You're kind of like, okay. Everybody says big three tight end, but it's Kelsey. Yeah. And then, dot, and dot, dot, yes. Kittle and Waller. Or you could even uh, you know. say, like, uh, it's like uh, tier one is Kelsey, and then tier two is Kelsey. Yeah. And then tier three is Kittle <laughs> is Waller and Waller. And yes. Till tier four to be continued. Yes. Yeah. And then tier four is, yeah, Waller, Waller and Kittle still, and then you get the yeah. tier five, and that's when you start bringing everybody else up. Yeah. But when you're, like, when you're sitting there, I feel like the worst spot that you didn't want to be in was five and six or seven. Yeah. Because that's right in the middle. At five and that's is where the draft starts. All those guys are gone, and then you really, the, the this is where you make or break the start of your draft and the start of your season yeah. is, is picking the right guy when you're jumbled with all these guys to pick. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, and and that's what makes it interesting. That's that's why I like auction formats. I think they're very cool. I've done a couple of those, and it, it adds an interesting element. Because in a snake draft, we both have talked about our, our, our love for Dalvin Cook this year. We think he's going to just man up and be dominant. Mm-hmm. I have nine, you have 12. There's zero chance for getting him in our league. If we were fifth, there you was know, zero chance of that exactly. guy being on our team. And, and like I said, and like we haven't, you know, you were talking about the golfers. You specifically brought that up for the PPR league that we do. Yeah. They do that with golfers, and I think that's neat. But again, if I, if I end up with a third or fourth pick... I know I'm not getting him. In an auction format, you can blow your load on the two or three guys you really want and fill out the rest of your roster with dollar guys or sleepers that you may like or whatever. But you can blow your load. Yeah, at least you have the option to get anybody. Yeah, in exactly. An auction. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, anyway, I like where I'm at in 12. I mean, I've made it no qualms to tell anybody who I liked in, yeah. this, in this draft. Picking at the end, I think we actually brought up picking 12, like who I liked we and who I was did, going yeah. to take. That probably will not be the case, considering I see how things are shaking out and stuff like that. But well, I do know what that you, what you're good at, and I, I is plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. So what you kind of do, and like I did when I once I realized I had nine. Okay, worst case, these eight guys go in front of me. Who am I getting with the ninth? Who's my ninth yeah, favorite yeah. guy? And you can plan for the worst, but I'm telling you, more likely than not, someone's going to sneak in there that you you're like. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, I, I brought it up in last week's episode. I'm not the biggest proponent of mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley this year. Just because when it comes to my first-round pick, I want a guy that I'm 95% sure about that I can plug in my lineup every week. And why Sa- Saquon has the ceiling of the big three or four, depending on who's counting, he also has a significant floor. Yeah. So when it comes to first-round picks, he worries me. I think you that know. when we're talking about Saquon Barkley, the... The thing that I am optimistic about is if he fell to the end of the first round and I were to pick him, um, I'm not saying that that's exactly what's going to happen because I kind of already have a 
I well, have you got some, eleven people. I got going in front eleven of you. people yeah. going in front of me, and obviously there's a couple of people that get slipped to me. You know, when you're talking about eight and one, and and if Saquon isn't in that list, then that still leaves the tight end of Kelsey. It still leaves Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. So, so there's Yandere a lot Hopkins, of people out Calvin there. Ridley, yes. Steph, Steve, Stephon Diggs. Did you? Yeah. Were you going to say Rashawn Stevenson? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the running back for uh, New England. We who, just brought who, up last as we week. Record, as we're recording, he just scored another touchdown. Yes. So uh, Ryan, go get him. He's Kemble Tompkins, buddy. Go All get right. him. All right, but uh, no, I think when you're when you're talking uh, about, obviously you're going to take. Soon? Yes, too soon. Uh, I think when you're talking about, you're going to take what the best players are that that's out there. Yeah. And so if you just got to wait and see how everything falls to you. And that's so, all you should. But when do, you're yeah. talking about Saquon, the one thing I appreciate with Saquon is is that I feel like Saquon has the ability to be a top running back. And if he isn't, oh no, his and that's why his ceiling. Yes, I'm saying his ceiling is very his ceiling is very high. But I feel like his ceiling, like his his floor, isn't because he's having a bad season. It's because it's solely because injury. And if he does get hurt, once again, I would rather have somebody get hurt and not play than somebody be garbage and be in my starting line every week. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I I feel like though, if you are going to commit a first round pick to Saquon Barkley, and I know you're going to shake your head in disgust. You got to take Devonta Booker. He's got to be on your roster. I know you don't believe in handcuffing, but am I wrong? Is it Devonta Booker? Is the one that's uh? He's his backup, which means you backup? already yeah. He's his handcuff. Yeah, I'm just saying that they signed him. They brought him in for good money. You know the reason. I yeah, we talked yeah. about that before. I know that Devonta Booker is his backup, but I pause because it's like, what really? Like I don't know. When no, you're talking, but about... you're telling me if you're investing a first round pick in him, you don't want to insure that pick. No, because I feel like there's enough running backs out there to ensure your picks anyway okay. with other people that you're picking. I think it could work if you take him in the back half, especially where you're at 12. Say he slips to you. I don't think he will. But let's say he slips to you at 12. That might work out for you because if you take him and another good running back, you've got two. Mm-hmm. If Barkley doesn't work out, you've still got a good foundation with that running back and then the other guys you take. I feel, But I feel like if you go Barkley and a receiver, you might be hurting. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think when you're talking about, I'm not picking Barkley because I think the Giants' offense is going to be fire. I'm picking Barkley because I think Barkley's ceiling is fire. Devontae Booker, if Barkley goes down, Devontae Booker isn't anything. Wayne Gallman put up really good stats last year in Barkley's absence. Yeah, but then they also signed Devontae Freeman that one the last year too, and he put up garbage. He got hurt. No, I, I, but I, he was there was a reason he was a street free agent. I'm just saying that there's okay. for as many as many players right, that well, step up when people are hurt. There's as many guys that don't step up. Okay, no, I, I okay. Well, we'll we'll agree to disagree, but oh, we will. We agree don't to need disagree. to spend we, we don't need to spend more time talking about Saquon because we let off with Saquon last week. All right. Well, but what we, we did we ended last week bringing up examples of Stephen Hawkins and Carmel Tompkins, the mm-hmm. dangers of the preseason. Yeah. Well, we have a full week of preseason games underway, and there are takeaways we need to address. There are some things, and I think the biggest news to come out of the preseason games is what everybody's, you know, licking their chops for, especially in those five cities, is the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, they all played well. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's the thing is, is I, I think rookie quarterbacks, especially once that new CBA came out, where the first round picks have that fifth year option, more and more teams are gravitating towards rookie quarterbacks, especially that, and we brought it up in the QB dive, they're more and more ready to play in the NFL because of the pro-style offenses that get played in college. You know, So when you've got a guy who's pretty ready to play with at least five years of cheap control, like I said, I brought up the examples of the Seattle being successful when Russell Wilson was on a rookie deal. Indianapolis was successful when Andrew Luck was on a rookie deal. It's exciting. 
you know, and, and I'll bring up, you know, Trevor Lawrence, okay? He went 6 of 9, 71 yards, lost a fumble. He did recover it and took two sacks. Not great, but he got his feet wet and, and was, was able to play. I think people in Jacksonville are at least more excited about him than Garner Minshew, right? Yeah, well, I mean, six for nine isn't anything to be too upset about. He completed 66% of his passes. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about 71 yards. If you equate that to the guy's throwing 30 passes, he's throwing for 250. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, well, it's, a solid, I mean, it's a solid Yeah. It's a solid start. I mean, obviously he didn't play for very long. I think Mac Jones had a had a really good opening game. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, look we, at you. Yeah, I, he was, he's who I was going to bring up next. He went 13 of 19, had 87 yards, took a sack, had two wide receiver drops. I, I went back and watched the replay of the game because I'm a Pats guy. There was two drops, so that 13 of 19 could have been 15 of 19. Um, he was really confident. He was getting the ball out quick, which is exactly what Belichick and McDaniels like in their offense. Mm -hmm. That's what they liked about Tom Brady was one, two, three, gone. One, two, three, gone. Yeah. And Cam, because of his size, he's almost got Big Ben in him where he wants to let, you know, he wants to wait the receiver open. Yeah. You know, and, and it worked for him in Carolina. The problem is he's not that same guy anymore. No, he's the, now, he doesn't have the athletic ability let to me do that. Let, let it be said that as we're talking, he just had a good half of preseason football for whatever that's worth. But Mac Jones did play well. I was very encouraged by what I saw from Mac Jones. I Absolutely. think that you, that's another position where I think you might see Mac Jones taking over the starter position before Justin Fields takes over the starter position. Well, and, they, and, it, and it was no secret. They came out in the draft and said of the five quarterbacks, he was the most NFL ready. Now, he didn't have the highest ceiling. I think most well, he people... Also doesn't, he's also like the only one of those five guys that can't run. It, well, exactly, yeah, and that's yeah, and, and that leads to a different element. But I, I think he's the immediate sooner than later. That's why, like, I've seen guys in quote unquote experts on CBS, ESPN, whatever, try to make a case for Cam Newton as a sleeper quarterback because of the rushing ability, like we talked about last week with overvalued and undervalued. But I, I don't know that Cam is the starter by week three. I yeah, I agree. So, I mean, even in, in two quarterback leagues, I don't know if I could see myself taking a Cam Newton. Yeah. You know? Um, next, we got Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson went 6 of 9 for 63 yards. Nothing special in that, but his passes had good zip. Um, he did convert a couple third downs and some nice passes. Uh, I mean, like I said, they, you know, I think the slight on him was the, well, you did it at BYU. Yeah. And now you're going to New York, the polar opposite of, you know, Mormon territory, yeah. you know. I think when you're talking about not keeper leagues, not dynasty leagues, um, I think Zach Wilson is probably a quarterback, besides Trevor Lawrence because he's playing all season long, but I think Zach Wilson is that guy that you could put in there and get solid points from him all year long. They're going to be playing from behind. The Jets are not a good team. They've yeah. got young receivers. Especially if you're in a format where interceptions don't count too heavily against yeah. you. You know, and, and like I said, I mean, in, in our league, where ironically, after all these years, we still don't count interceptions. Mm -hmm. Now, in... Every other league, 99% of leagues do, but that goes back to my, when you enter a league or when you join a league, know their rules. Yeah. Scour their rules. Do they have a flex? Do they have PPR? Mm -hmm. Is there two quarterbacks? What's the roster limits? Are you able to make you know, free agent ads in the middle of the season? Is there a cutoff? Is there a restriction? Yeah. If you know running uh, interceptions either are negative one or zero, Jameis Winston, the year he had a couple years ago, carried me to the championship game. Those 30 interceptions didn't matter. Yeah. So know your league's format. But, mm -hmm. I mean, like you were, you made the point last week, and I wanted to bring up Zach Wilson. I, Like I said, I no one's drafting him as a starter. Yeah. Even in two quarterback leagues, you can still tw find 24 quarterbacks mm -hmm. probably better just start the season. I think. But I, I understand your point 
Keeper leagues, 16-man leagues, dynasty leagues. Zach Wilson, like you said, they will be playing from behind early and often. And of all the rookies, I think he's the one guy that they're going to plug in all 17 weeks barring injury. Yeah. I think if you have you a know? best ball league, I think in a best ball league, I think Zach Super Wilson flex, yeah. is your... No, a best ball, you know, you start... You pick your draft, and you don't make any moves. And that's it. No, and I, they I just understand. Go with, and just, they just put in I'm trying to come up with examples. Yeah, so you but would, I'm saying yeah. is, if you put, if you pick, if you're going to pick a rookie running, rookie quarterback in a best ball league, I think Zach Wilson's that guy because he's going to be somebody that's going to be way late, and he's going to just he's somehow he's going to come up there, and every probably third or fourth week he's going to beat your your yeah, good, I, your best I, I quarterback. I tell you what, well, like what I will be playing him a lot is DFS tournaments because mm-hmm. and, and I brought that up a couple weeks ago. The guys who win DFS tournaments are not the guys who go with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's the guys that stack Garner Minshew and TJ, DJ Chark. Yeah. And, and, and if I can stack in tournaments, if I can stack Zach Wilson and Corey Davis a couple weeks, and they fourth quarter garbage time me way to some money, hey, thanks. I'll send yeah. you a tip. Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk about uh, Trey Lance. Tra- yeah, Trey Lance. Uh, again, uh, he was 5 of 14 for 128 yards, a touchdown. He did take four sacks. Now, 5 of 14 doesn't scream success, but keep in mind, this guy didn't play last year. They had one crazy game where they tried to showcase him from North Dakota State, mm-hmm. where we're talking a Division three quarterback. But when the Niners traded up for him and everybody knew, he, he was the least ready. Yeah. Which is why Jimmy Garoppolo is still on that roster, especially at his salary. But he was the least ready for a team that a lot of experts like. I've, I've talked in multiple episodes about their price to win the Super Bowl, to win the division. A lot of people like the Niners even though they haven't sorted out their situation. Trey Lance has probably the brightest future if his ceiling hits, but I, I don't know that I could use him in any format this year. Although he does bring a, an element of excitement, I'm not 100% sure. You know, yeah. I mean, he's athletically gifted, but I'm not 100% sure a format I could find. I agree. In. I think he's more of a project He's uh, compared to everybody and else. And they knew that. Yeah, compared to everybody else, he's more of a project. But hey, sometimes projects come together a lot oh, more absolutely. more than you think they. It's yeah. a lot sooner than you think they do. And, but that's yeah. That's, I would say he's the one that I would project is probably going to be the one to start last. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's and that's the thing is this. I you're if you're talking to him, you're talking dynasty formats mm-hmm. where say you've got a solid veteran quarterback you can use for this year, then you make Trey Lance a priority. Mm-hmm. Because he's got the highest ceiling of the five, including Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and which, of course, leads us to the fifth guy, Justin Fields. Our Chicago guy. boy! Yeah, 14 of 20 for 142 yards and a touchdown. Another five carries for 33 yards and a rushing touchdown. Now, it started off not pretty. You know, with the first couple series, they punted. He lost. He, he had a couple fumbles that he recovered. You know, I mean, but he did look the best of the five. Now, I, I did want to add an update. On Wednesday, it was revealed that he had a slight groin injury. Anybody that's got a groin, I don't know if there's any such thing as a slight groin injury. <laughs> but as of today, the Beats Bears beat reporters are, are projecting that he will be playing in the Mitch, Mitch Trubisky Bowl yes. this Saturday. Yep. You know, So I, I, I think, especially in, in Chicago here, where charter franchise, 100-plus years, never had a franchise quarterback, we are starved for the next thing. So even though it was against twos and threes in a preseason game where they weren't scheming, he looked amazing. Yeah. He uh, how he fell to ten blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, they were picking him. That they were projecting him to be one of the top three quarterbacks picked, probably in the top three picks, and he just kept I mean, falling, well, and falling, and falling. Thing, think about it. You're talking the Atlanta Falcons, who still have Matt Ryan as their quarterback, passed him up. The Detroit Lions, who 
You have Jared Goff, who's definitely not the future there, passed him up. I mean, that blows my mind. I, I mean... Does it bother you that uh, Tavon Jenkins, the uh, starting left tackle that they drafted in the second round, is now pretty much going to miss the season with a back injury? It does. Back surgery? It, it, and it scares me because a back injury for an offensive lineman, I, I, I played offensive lineman, not well, but I played it. You're talking a lot of torque, a lot of leverage, especially at left tackle. Because, uh, and the funny thing is, everybody can say everybody had his medicals in the draft, mm -hmm. but the Bears... I don't know what medicals they were looking at. Now, granted, he fell to 39 because of these back issues. He missed the last three games for Oklahoma State last year, and there had to be a reason, mm -hmm. especially when they're trying to showcase him for the NFL. Yeah. And you can say, well, that's why he fell to 39. But the problem is you dropped Charles Leno. Mm -hmm. You know, where anybody outside of Chicago doesn't know that name, he was the starting left tackle for a lot of years. And it's significant, fantasy-wise, if you want to wrap it back to Justin Fields and fantasy, it's significant because now they, 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 they're trying, they brought out of retirement a 39-year-old Jason Peters, and clearly he can't be the answer, his age and injury history at left tackle, which means everybody's, you know, not everybody's, a lot of people like Cole Komet to be a favorite bracket, uh, breakout tight end. Mm -hmm. Well, that means he's going to be asked to block more often. Yeah. They're going to have to, the front, it's going to have to be strong left, the tight end's going to have to be on that left side protecting, and either chip or full out block. I think you know? I think what we're going to see with this is is you're going to see the need for the Bears after a handful of weeks to go with the, the younger, faster quarterback. Dalton's not going to be able to sit there and take hits from the blind side all the time. But here's where I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think Matt Nagy knows that I can't put my rookie, who's the future of this team, behind that offensive line. I, I, I think Andy Dalton on a one-year $10 million deal can take the lumps. He can be like, go out there and take it for us. You know, kind of like uh, in baseball when they throw that middle reliever out there to just go eat it. Go mm -hmm. eat those innings. I, I feel like Andy Dalton, especially with the Bears' schedule, the toughest, based on last year's records, the toughest schedule in the NFL. I don't think they're going to put Justin, even though they're going to be clamoring for him, I don't think they can put him out there behind that offensive line because he could end up in, Derek Carr, uh, in um, David Carr territory where he gets pounded. I think you're, yeah. you're, at some point you might not have a choice. Because if they're coming, if they're coming around that corner, sooner or later they're gonna put Dalton down. He's not gonna get back up. No, you, and you might be right. And at his age, I I don't know if he is getting back up. Yeah, pure and simple. Well, you know, rookie rookie quarterbacks, we've seen some good things. So it, it's exciting, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a mock draft here, and our mock draft is uh, we want to try to keep it as open for uh, standard and PPR as possible. So we're gonna do a half point PPR. We're gonna do. Um, uh, your typical lineup, um, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, two flexes, a kicker, and a defense. Uh, it's going to be a 15-man roster. We're probably not going to get through the kickers and the defense because those are useless. We'll probably get about <laughs> 10 rounds in, um, and then we'll get going. Lawrence so, Taylor's on line one. <laughs> so Tim's going to pick first, um, and then I'm going to pick in the eighth spot. And then I think next week what we're going to do is is – uh, I'm going to pick fourth, and Tim's going to pick twelfth. So we're going to try to give everybody some different uh, variances of what exactly. Yeah, different perspective as far as based on where you pick, what could be a best case scenario, what could end up. But we're also not going to take our actual picks from our actual league, just so we're not playing our hand for ourselves and each other and everybody else. And everybody else that's listening, who is probably only the people from our league. So. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> so, all right, Tim, you're up. So, what are you thinking? I, I, I you know, we've talked about it before. Between Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henley, who we both like. But to keep it real, CMC is the first pick of every draft, and mm -hmm. you just can't pass him up. So I had to put I had to put Christian McCaffrey as number one. Okay. 
So then uh, now it's coming up to my pick because it's real quick here. We're doing this on the sleep wrap. If you haven't gotten the sleep wrap, it's actually a very good uh, mock draft thing. I know a lot of uh, uh, mock draft mock draft site to get. I know a lot of uh, leagues actually run their actual whole season on uh, sleeper. I haven't done that, but I've heard good things. So you know, uh, plus, if if you're if you're gonna mock draft on ESPN, CBS, some of those other ones, it, it's the the rankings are bad. Um, people check in and out. Um, this is a, it, this actually is as close to accurate as you probably get. Mm, yeah. So, all right. So now we went. Uh, you went CMC, then Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, which we knew. Alvin Kamara, that fourth spot that everyone knew it was going to go there. Then you got Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, and Zeke Elliott, and I'm up at eight. My timer's going on here. I mean, obviously my picks are: I got Chubb out there, I got Tyreek Hill, I got Devontae Adams, I got Travis Kelsey. Um, you got Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, solid picks all around. You can't really go wrong with any of those guys. Um, seeing how it's my pick, and I would normally, in this point, take a running back, but um, I think that Chubb has great value. I just question the value of him in the first round with Hunt there. I mean, I know he, he got you right to the championship last year. He, absolutely, yeah. Um, but in my position right here, I'm going to... Take. Are you going to zag when everybody zags? I'm going to zag. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. I'm going to see how my draft goes. Oh, that's goes. a definite zag. I thought you were going to go I'm going to Devontae see Adams. how my draft goes with Travis Kelsey as, Interesting. as a solid, my tight end. Well, that's why we, we do the exercise. That's, yes. that's why we do the exercise, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so next, uh, Nick Chubb, who uh, was the next, was probably the best yeah, next it, pick on the board. my pick, but, you know. Yeah. Then we got uh, Tyreek Hill. Interesting that the Tyreek Hill went just before Devontae Adams. Well, I think they're they're one and two, one in one way or the okay. other. I mean, you can like those either way. There we are. There's my turn that I'm going to be at uh, in our draft. They went Jones and Hopkins. Interesting. Aaron Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. I think I might still get my guy here coming back on the second round here. Let's see. So there's uh, Stephon Diggs. The second round went DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. So now Not I'm gonna, a lot of surprises. So now I'm going to be able to take the guy who I've been raving about, and I've been telling you which I would pick all the time here. There's uh, Jeff, are you listening? Yes. <laughs> so you got you got Patty Mahomes out there still. You got DK Metcalf. You got Najee Harris. You're, um, you're going to have to scroll down to your guy. Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, obviously uh, sleeper isn't as high on this guy as I am. But I already took Kelsey, so I've got that position out of the way, and I got to start putting some uh, stuff together at running back. So I'm going to take uh, Antonio Gibson. You, you have to, yeah. I think when you're talking about Antonio Gibson right there, I like him at the turn. If he falls all the way here, yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, after you took Gibson and went Metcalf, Najee Harris, uh, Pat Mahomes went to Team Five in the second round. Um, which AJ, I like this, which is why I like this more than ESPN, because it's a little more legitimate. You're going to see quarterbacks going the second, third round, whereas on ESPN you see people going fourth, fifth round for quarterbacks. Yeah, and that doesn't do you and any good because there's no way that happens. No league. one's doing that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, okay, so now I, it's reached my pick. Af, you know, after you went Antonio Gibson, it was Metcalf, Najee Harris went, Mahomes, Brown, Ridley, Keenan Allen. So I, where I thought I was going to take a wide receiver at this point, I, I almost feel like I've got to get another running back. And while I, I'm not the, the biggest fan of, of these guys that are left, I, I feel like I need to go CEH. 
at that point, I'll take Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, I think I think that that was the way to that's the way I would have gone if I was in that position. I really think like an AJ Brown um, would fall to that. So I'm kind of shocked the way that this draft is going compared to the ones that I've been doing, which is legitimately so because most of them I've been doing have been on like CBS, at ESPN. Yeah, no, I like I said, I, I, I and that was my exact thinking at that spot was AJ Brown or maybe even a Cal, Calvin really could fall. But that proves to show what we were saying before, you take what the room gives you. If I mm-hmm. was going to take a receiver at that point, and Brown, Ridley, and Keenan Allen all went in front of me, I almost kind of have to take what the room gives you. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I've got McCaffrey and Edwards, I feel like if I don't take a receiver at this point, I, I might be behind the eight ball. Yeah. And I've made a case for some later round running backs I like. So I think I, I have to take a receiver at this point. Now, the highest rated one here is Justin Jefferson. But I'm going to take Terry McLaren because I, I, I really like him. Mm-hmm. And and which means, of course, I'm not taking a Darren Waller or a George Kittle at that point. But I feel like if I pass wide receiver at that point, that puts you in a bad position if you're the number one ranking guy. Yeah, I like I like Terry McLaren. I, I think he's going to be a solid player. He's right there in that in those brackets there as, as far as that tier of players right there with Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen. He's right there in that in that group, I think. Absolutely. All right, so after that, I see uh, uh, the the next tight end got taken off the board, Darren Waller. Yep. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, which is kind of weak there, um, but what are you going to do? Uh, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, Allen Robinson, which was somebody that I was hoping would fall to me, and Josh Allen. I will say that even though you see, like, you hear, like, oh, this can, how legitimate could this be? Josh Jacobs went in the third pick. People are going to pick picks that you're just not going to understand. Not only that, but, I mean, honestly, what running backs did he pass up? I'm not making a case for Josh Jacobs for the third pick in the second mm-hmm. in the third round, but who did he pass up? The next running back that went after that was DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. and then you've got two more receivers and a quarterback. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, who are you going to say he passed up? Now, your boy J.K. Dobbins is still there, but after that, <laughs> you've got Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. So, I mean, who do they really pass up? Now, I would rather have even your boy Dobbins. I'd rather have Dobbins, Carson, or Montgomery, or even mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson than Josh Jacobs. But I don't think that's completely out of line. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's my pick now. I've already got Kelsey. I've got Antonio Gibson. Um, obviously, I've, you know, like you see somebody up there like, at this point, it makes me gives me a little buyer's remorse that I picked Kelsey because Greg Kittle, uh, Kittle's still out there. So, well, that's why you do these exercises, yeah. and that's why we're doing it for you guys. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like this is one of those things where at the moment right now you're like, oh, man, well, yeah, 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 Kelsey, you got the solid guy that you knew was going to put up solid points here. You really wanted to have a, uh, I really wanted to have a, a, a better receiver, but you know when Allen Robinson went, they kind of left me in a spot where I couldn't really do anything about it. I'm going to take my guy, J.K. Dobbins. Um, didn't think he would fall to this far, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. I think I actually have a pretty good three there with uh, Kelsey, Gibson, and J.K. Dobbins, and now I can start loading up on uh, receivers if I wanted to. Well, if you'll indulge me and pause it for a second. Okay. Pause the draft. Now, I, I did want to point out that after your pick of J.K. Dobbins, mm-hmm. it was interesting. Team 9 took Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. which we brought up a case how he was um, overvalued at that point in the third round, and I mm-hmm. still believe he is. But so it went Sanders, Kittle, Evans, Kyler Murray, Chris Carson, Julio, Godwin, and David Montgomery. And I point that out because Team 9 right behind you mm-hmm. has four running backs. And Team 11 also behind you has four wide receivers. But you can, in this setup, no, I understand start two there's two flex flexes. Players. I just yeah. wanted to bring that up because, like I said, 
I mean, I'm going to keep hammering the point home. You got to zig when everybody else zags. Yeah. Sometimes if the best player available, you know, Team 11, I point out that they took Mike Evans and Julio Jones, but the only running back they passed at that point was Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. Not horrible picks. Well, and they, they and, and David Montgomery. And David Montgomery, yeah. but I. I I brought I, I brought it up on our running back dive that I have some reservations about David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Now fourth round, you can't complain too much about that. Yeah, I mean I think that you're you're still talking about at this point you got solid people coming off the board. I mean really when you're looking at it and you're going oh man was there anything really questionable about this mock draft? I mean, the only thing you can really say right now is maybe Josh Jacobs. Maybe I'm I'm not big on Mike Evans, but there's a bunch of people we're not big on. Let's let's get back to it and it's my pick now. Obviously at this point. Um, I haven't got taken Kelsey, a receiver. Gibson, and Dobbins, so you got to get that. Uh... I could, I could turn around and really go with a, a guy like Darrell Henderson that I really have a, a, a big faith in and stuff like that. But I can't just punt the whole wide receiver position, and I got to at least get one. It's punt the QB, not yes, punt the wide receiver. Yes, yes, I would podcast. rather punt the QB than punt all the receivers. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll down the list here a little bit. I'm gonna take the guy that I really like. Um, as far as like, I think is going to be a number one receiver, even if you're I, picking him I this late. I think I know what you're saying. I'm taking Robert Woods. I, yep. I, 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 I he knew. wasn't going to be coming back to me. Exactly, and that goes to show the another point. If you really like a guy and you know he's not coming back to you, it's okay to pass a couple other higher ranked guys to get him. Mm-hmm. Now Kyle Pitts went right after you took him. That was interesting. I, I laid out the case last week why I thought that was extremely overvalued. Mm-hmm. And we got a Lamar Jackson sighting. Amari Cooper actually went ahead of CeeDee Lamb. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Daryl Henderson, I thought he might come back to me. I would have loved to have filled my first flex spot with Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. So you saw Henderson, ETN, and Cup go. So now that that's interesting for my turn. You know, that it just goes to show... I think this is a no-brainer for you. I think it goes to show how... how I think it goes to show how weak the running back position can get. Mm-hmm. Because according to Sleeper, the top running backs available are Kareem Hunt, who mm-hmm. still has value, and there's Miles Gaskin, who I want to bring up in a later segment about why I'm low on him. I mean, James Robinson, Jamal Williams, or Javante Williams from Denver. I mean, and, and there's my boy Mike Davis way too early. So I, I kind of have to agree with you. I, I think I think the position you have to go here, I feel like I've got to go CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I thought that was exactly yeah. who you were going to pick. Because I think that is, at that point, the CeeDee Lamb falling to the end of the fourth round is a a gold pick. Absolutely. And why I, I made a firm case on multiple podcasts about if you don't get a big three tight end, you wait. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I don't take Andrews at this point with the first pick in the fifth round, I'm dumpster diving at tight end. Mm-hmm. So some of the other receivers are not guys I'm huge on, mm-hmm. I feel like it almost makes sense to take Mark Andrews at this point. If I'm not going to go ahead and take a quarterback, why not take Mark Andrews? So we're going to go ahead and do that. I thought you would have taken DJ Moore. When we talked earlier about receivers, you were very big on DJ Moore. I am very big on DJ Moore, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing that in the hopes that Robbie Anderson comes back. Mm. We brought it up last week. I like T.J. Moore and almost Robbie Anderson equally, and if I can get him the next round over, that gets me a Tier 2 tight end. Well, right after that, Kareem Hunt and D.J. Moore went, which are two of the guys that I was thinking, if they came back to me, I was just going to pick that guy up and gobble him up. So 
Russell, I feel like I couldn't have passed up the upside of a CD Lamb. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so then it went Kareem Hunt, DJ Moore, Russell Wilson, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk, Miles Gaskin. And now it comes back to me again. Now, there's a lot of receivers Brandon I Ayuk feel at, in the fifth round. I know. That's what I'm, like it's interesting when you're seeing these things cuz at least you're seeing a different scope of it. Like a lot of people I'm sure if you're doing uh, ESPN leagues, um, you're seeing the same kind of thing over and over again. So this doing it on Sleeper, I feel like, and I feel like Sleeper sometimes throws a lot of wrenches in it. You're not going to get the consistent same old draft over and over and over again. At least you're going to see some different things. Um, so my pick, uh, I've got... Well, you got Kelsey, Gibson, Dobbins, and Woods. As yeah. A foundation. That's pretty... That's pretty... I'm not big on Dobbins, but where you got him, eighth pick, third round, that, that's not bad. It's, it's a solid start so far. I mean, uh, now this one... I mean, I'm seeing uh, Deontay. I'm seeing Deontay Johnson and Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett. I am definitely not big on Tyler Lockett this year. I know you're not big on Jamar Chase. I think that he has some rookie value there. Um, obviously, Deontay Johnson isn't something I want to do right now. There's Dak out there. There's Hawkinson. I'm gonna play James Robinson still out there. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play safe. I'm gonna take. Adam Thielen, and I'm going to hope that Dak comes back to me. Because I will take Dak with the fifth pick in the sixth round if he comes back Interesting, to me. interesting. you got a, a second wide receiver, and Dak, Dak went two picks later. Hmm. All right, see? I, you know, uh, Dak is someone that I would really like to have on my team. Um, but uh, well, I, believe, I brought up the case in a betting segment why I think he can win MVP. Yeah, the podcast isn't punt the quarterback for <laughs> for no reason. I well, don't, I'm we not reached big. a point where we are both punting pretty well. Yes. We're punting the quarterbacks, but I think when you're punting the quarterback and you've got these the teams that we both have in our starting lineups to start with, I think you've got to be pretty excited about that. So as we're coming back around here, you got Hawkinson, uh, Dak Prescott, Tyler Lockett, and then at the turn you got James Robinson and Javante Williams. Then you got Justin Herbert going at a, with the 11th, uh, Team 11, 6th round. you got Chase Claypool, Jamar Chase. So Jamar Chase actually would have made it all the way back, almost made it all the way back to me. Um Interesting. Yeah. So had you taken Dak there, you would have you would have gotten a receiver pushing Adam Thielen back. You would have gotten either. I might have still gotten Jamar Chase then, probably. I probably could have gone Dak. But that's why we do the exercise. Yeah, yeah. Like same thing about with you taking Kelsey at pick eight. Mm -hmm. Had you known that one of Waller or Kittle would have come back, yeah. There you go. All right. So you know me. I'm a guy that likes. I'm a guy that likes my running backs. So you got Mike Davis, who I, (laughs) I just. Yeah, no. Um, And then you got Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, and Leonard Fournette are the next set of guys coming up here. This is is where you start getting into where you're going to make pay on your season right here. Because this is where it starts getting kind of grimy. This is where people make bad picks or people make really great picks, and these guys actually work out. Well, you got 18 seconds to make a really great pick. Yeah, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to take... I'm going to take Michael Thomas. And I'm going to take Michael Thomas because I feel like the value that he has sitting where he's at. Um, that is very interesting. Is that even if he sits on my bench, I feel like I could put some good flexes still out there, even with him on there. And I feel like if he comes back, when he does come back, if he can put up somewhat decent numbers, he doesn't even have to be, he doesn't have to play up to his expectations. He just has to play to 
an average receiver's expectations, and I think he'll be probably. Well, and not only that, for him to be your third receiver, I mm-hmm. think you're you're okay. Yeah, that's actually a, a good spot to take him. Yeah, well, I mean, so. when you're talking about people like Odell Beckham, uh, Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson, I mean, you're still you're taking a chance with any of those guys. I mean, Deontay Johnson drops a lot of balls. Odell Beckham gets hurt all the time too. Uh, Devontae Smith is a rookie uh, on Philadelphia, and who knows how well, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to throw the ball, if it, how consistently he's going to be able to do that. DJ yeah. Chark, uh, T. Higgins, and then it came up to your pick. Yeah, I, I think at this point, um, I, we're, we're the end of sixth round, beginning of seventh round. I'm looking at quarterbacks available. There's Rodgers, Brady, and it drops to Lawrence and Burrow. Mm-hmm. So while we do like punting the QB, and I see my boys Stafford and Tannehill still there, I feel like this is a good spot to take Aaron Rodgers. I feel like, like I brought up the Scorched Earth Tour, Last Dance, whatever you want to call it. I feel like this is a good spot to take Aaron Rodgers. So I, I'm gonna think, be, I think it is a good spot. To I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. So now that I've got two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback, I feel like I've got to get another running back because we brought up last week some very undervalued receivers. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like them, but I tell you, as a starting running back in the seventh round, I will take Mike Davis. Okay. Like I said, yeah, I can't, I can't fault the value of taking Mike Davis in the seventh round, maybe even the sixth round. I just, I just do not have a good feeling of him as being the guy there for for a long stretch of time. I just don't think it's going to happen. Right, but did you see the other running backs? No, I, I totally agree what, you know. with what you did. I just, at this point, I couldn't see that that was going to be going on here. We're going to go another couple of rounds here, just see where this goes. Just to and, show an example yeah. of what happens. Exactly. And then we're gonna... After I took Davis, went Edmonds, Mosert, now Sutton was in there, Noah Fant was in there. But, you know, some of the running backs that went at that point, Chase Edmonds is sharing carries with James Conner. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mosert has uh, Troy Sermon behind him. Melvin Gordon may not even be the starter on his own team. Leonard Fournette sharing carries with Ronald Jones. Who did I really pass up to take Mike Davis? Yeah, true, true. No, you're right. Um, yeah, so coming to this spot here, there's a couple of guys that I like, especially in the seventh round value. I like a Jerry Judy. I like uh, Robbie Anderson. I actually like Debo Samuel. Um, yeah, I like a lot of these guys. Um, so really, to me, it comes down to who do I think is going to have the better value of. I'm going to narrow it down to two guys. I'm going to narrow it down to Robbie Anderson or Jerry Judy. Um, which I feel like is for me is kind of a harder pick than I think. What do you think, Tim? I, I've made it abundantly clear that I really like Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. If I felt more comfortable about the quarterback position in Denver, I would say Jerry Judy has more upside and more talent. But I, I, I tell you, if you're waiting on Mike Thomas to come back, I think a good pick is Robbie Anderson. And that's exactly who I picked. I picked yeah. Robbie Anderson. He's a good plug and play right there while you wait for Michael Thomas to come back. Mm-hmm. All right, so then after that, we got uh, Brady went right after that. So once again, me, me and punting Judy the, was the next pick. Me so. punting the quarterback, Jerry Judy. Yep. But it's working for you so far because I mean, available still at the quarterback position, and, and we bring that up because your pick is back. There's still Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Brian Tannehill, Jalen Hurts. I mean, there's still plenty available. Mm-hmm. And if you go back after your pick. There's only two teams left that don't have a quarterback. Yeah. So if you like three of these guys, which I imagine you do with Lawrence Burrow, Stafford, and Tannehill, and Hurts, it makes sense to maybe punt one more round. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to punt another round here. I do not see myself taking a quarterback. I see uh, Brady, Judy, Waddle, 
Um, Dallas Goddard and Debo at the turn, which Debo is a guy out there that I really liked. Uh, Ronald Jones, Trey Sermon, who's another guy that I, I actually really like. And Brandon Cooks, who I think you said before, even though he's on a bad team, he's I think he's going to have a solid year. Brandon Cooks has always been a productive receiver on any team that he's been on. Yeah, and, and they're going to be trailing early and often, so you, you can't go wrong. Okay. You're talking eighth round, fifth pick, can't go wrong. So you got like your you got your Connor, you got your Drake, uh, you got uh, Damian Harris, who I think has a crazy amount of value right here in the eighth round. I really like Damian Harris, um, but I'm actually going to go with uh, a rookie that I think has a lot of potential to maybe in about two or three weeks just really assert himself as the uh, the lead running back on a bad Jets team, and that's Mike Carter. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just working on the depth. I don't have to pick another tight end because I got Kelsey. So now I just have to work on depth because I got no Mike Thomas. Um, you know, so, so no, I got I'm, Robbie. Giggling. I'm not giggling about Mike Thomas. I'm yeah. giggling that eighth pick, tenth round, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, we talked about this last week. How does this happen? I, I know this team doesn't have a tight end yet, but really? Well, I mean, right before that, you see like Jarvis yeah, Landry, just Mike Gesicki, Drake, yeah. Tanyan, Gronkowski. This is where you see a lot of teams start reaching for players because they like to field out their starting lineup, and they didn't take a take one of those top three tight ends, and then they start scrambling for tight ends. No, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Um, I, I think at this point, I like stacking running backs, especially if one of my running backs is a guy named Mike Davis. Mm -hmm. uh, now I have three. I've got Christian McCaffrey, CEH, and Davis as a flex. And I'm looking at flexes available. For the last pick of the eighth round, I like me some Damian Harris, running back out of New England. I, I like that pick. You know, I, I, and I, I, I think between Davis and, and Harris, I think it, that gives me some stability at flex. If one of them does well. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's a good spot to take him there. All right, so we're going to see right now if if my punt the quarterback works out for me. Because I believe there's three people in front of me that have not taken a quarterback. Um, Interesting. Now, the with the way the draft's shaking out, I believe it was like Team 3, Team 5, and... Oh, no, Team 7 did pick a quarterback. Oh, no, Team 5 picked a quarterback, too. There's only one person that didn't pick a quarterback. All right. I'm not paying attention to this draft. I, no, I, I, you're also not paying attention scrolling. to this, my second pick. Oh, nice. Interesting, yeah. I'm getting so, way ahead of myself. Well, that's okay. You're excited. You're excited. I'm, I'm excited. Now, I'm, fantasy I'm looking draft, at my colors here. I've got four running backs, two two receivers, tight end quarterback. So I feel like I've got to take another receiver and start stacking that position. Mm -hmm. Now, available to me is Chenault from Jacksonville, Tyler Boyd, Antonio Brown, Will Fuller. Marquise Brown, Pittman, Corey Davis, some of those guys. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to make my case for taking Antonio Brown. I, I think, like I brought up, ninth pick, first round, I, I think he's got just as much upside mm -hmm. as Godwin and Evans, but ninth pick, ninth round, I don't. I think that's great value. Yeah, Antonio Brown, when you're talking about a couple of years ago, he was a first-round pick, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't see why why wouldn't you take him, throw the flyer on him. He's on a great team that's going to have a lot of offense. And when you're talking about those three headed monsters of of those receiving cores, everybody that says that they're that they are the the number three guy is very rarely ends up being the number three guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Now to talk to to touch on what you brought up, after my pick, teams took Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford. So here you are, ninth round, eighth pick. And some of the guys you liked 
just went in front of you. Literally all the guys that I thought. And these guys are all taking backup quarterbacks. And this is the problem that you run into when you punt the quarterback for so long. And yeah, this that, is was probably, the, that was the year I waited forever and yes, ended up with Joe Flacco. This is probably a good lesson in mock drafting and just drafting in general. If well, you, it's interesting. The guy who took Pat Mahomes in round two took Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Which and, and not only that, but the guy who took Lamar Jackson took Matt Stafford. And this, I think, is one of those spots where it's one of those things where you can actually get into a point where you're not thinking of what the best thing to do for your team is. You're just thinking, let's just take one team completely out of the equation. If yeah. everyone takes quarterbacks and this guy keeps passing them up, then somebody's going to end up with Joe Flacco. Yeah, as absolutely. their starting quarterback. The good thing about it is, is that I still have still have Jalen Hurts. I still have Jalen Hurts. I still have a guy that has a lot of potential. So I'm going to take Jalen Hurts at this spot. At this point, if it's between Hurts, Mayfield, uh, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, I don't know why he's there. Matt Ryan, Trey Lance. I feel like at that point, I'm I'm on board with taking him. And it's one of those things where now. You're possibly, they're thinking they start taking back with quarterbacks and it might put you in a bad spot. And if you don't pick a quarterback right then and there, it probably would have because you have people behind you probably could start taking or at least would take a flyer on Hurts. But if you're not, we're going to we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon here, but if you're not taking, uh, if you punt on that quarterback right there, I mean, you still get Jalen Hurts, so you still might actually, it might actually work out for you if Jalen Hurts turns into a Kyler Murray or a Pat Mahomes or yeah, something like that. that. If he plays point, up if to you're staring ceiling, down the barrel of him, Baker Mayfield, uh, Justin Fields, Matt Ryan, Trey Lance. At that point, it makes sense. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna finish this tenth round, and then we're gonna we're gonna cut out of this, and we're gonna get into talking to some other things. But we wanted to at least do a mock draft today, a mock draft tomorrow, and at least show everybody what what or, we're or seeing. Next week. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can next do one week. tomorrow. I yeah, don't know yeah. If anybody will be listening. <laughs> all right. So once again, we're going back to all these positions, all these. Uh, I'm not worried about a lot of the other positions. I got Hertz. I got Kelsey. I'm going to keep stacking up on all of my uh, flex positions at running back and receiver. I'm going to take uh, on a flyer here because it's late in the draft, but we're not making any more picks here. I'm going to take Darnell Mooney. Even though it's an early round earlier or some of that, it's somebody that I really have a good faith in that is going to be somebody that's going to be able to pick up some slack there for my flex position. A- absolutely. I can't argue with that at all. So... Um, now, like I said, you know, why I brought up the example of why there's a lot of late receivers I like. Now, after taking McLaren and CeeDee Lamb at 3-4, and four, I neglected the receiver position when I went Andrews, Rodgers, Davis, and Harris, and then came back with Antonio Brown. So to bring a little balance to the roster, I waited on receiver to take my fourth one, and I'm still staring down the barrel of Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Elijah Moore, Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's some good guys there. You know, of this bunch, if I'm tasked with taking one of these guys, I actually like Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's got some good upside, and um, I, I tell you what, I when he was on the field and healthy with Justin Herbert, it, it worked out great. Mm-hmm. So I... I'm taking the chance as my fourth ride receiver, kind of like the Will Fuller last year. When you're on the field, I think he's giving me good numbers, and at a fourth ride receiver, why not? Yeah, absolutely. So there was our first uh, first go at a mock draft here. Um, yeah, we think we both have some pretty solid teams. Um, you know, you went through it with us all. Tim, you want to give a wrap up of what you ended up with there? Uh, yeah, I ended up with quarterback of Aaron Rodgers, running backs of Christian McCaffrey. C.E.H., Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Mike Davis, Damian Harris. My receiver core is Terry McLaren, C.D. Lamb, Antonio Brown, and Mike Williams. 
tight end Mark Andrews. So I, it just goes to show if you've got the first pick, you take Christian McCaffrey. These are some of the guys available to you on the way back. If you build a balanced roster and you do the tiers, I thought Andrews was the last of that second-tier tight end. While I don't usually like getting one after the third three are gone, I thought that was good value. Um, I thought if I waited a little bit lower, longer at quarterback, I could have got one of my guys. But, but in taking Aaron Rodgers... I didn't have to worry about what happened to you where those guys all went right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I still I, like... I've got good balance all around, and I like this roster. Yeah, I still like where, where I was at here with uh, Jalen Hurts as my starting quarterback. Uh, my running backs, I got Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, um, and Michael Carter. I'm really excited about those two guys, Antonio Gibson and J.K. Dobbins. I told you I'd be very ecstatic to have those guys on my team. I feel like even though I waited until the... The, uh, the fourth round to take a receiver, I feel like I'm pretty loaded at receiver, too. Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Robbie Anderson, Darnell Mooney, um, and then and then Kelsey as my tight end. And Kelsey right there as your tight end is going to be getting you yeah. three, four, in five, league, ten points yeah. more than the guy you're playing in against. In any league where you have to start one, he gives you a significant advantage. Mm-hmm. So while it cost you your first-round pick to do it, Overall roster construction didn't cost a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see where we end up when we do uh, 4 and 12 next week. Next week. Yeah. All right, we're gonna quick fire some uh, some just some stuff we've seen from preseason uh, as we're moving into closing this episode here. Um, next week, I think we're gonna do another mock draft. We're gonna kind of fly that we'll through a little, a little quicker, quicker but trying we, to give examples of the pros and cons of each spot and what could happen. Yeah, you know, because we're building you to draft, but we're a couple weeks away from drafts, and and you know, it's another reason. And you're gonna bring it up. Cuts happen. And another reason why it's not necessarily good unless you have to, to draft early. Yeah. You know, and it goes to show last year what happened when Adrian Peterson got cut from Washington after I had already drafted him. And same thing happened to you with Leonard Fournette when he was a Jaguar yeah. and you drafted him. So interesting stuff about that. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about that. the first real big name that got cut um, as far as for fantasy value. I mean, some people might have thought maybe to throw a flyer on him and stuff like that. No need to now. Carry on Johnson. Cut from the Eagles. He's pretty much the big name. From anybody from the first week, you really. You just want to say, camp. "Carry on, carry on, my wayward son." <laughs> there it carry is. on somewhere you else because he's an not. To say that. Carry on, carry on somewhere else because you're not carrying on with the yep. Philadelphia Eagles anymore. And, and yeah, and that's the thing is, as teams cut more and more down to 53, you're going to see expensive veterans getting cut. Yeah. That's I, I. I thought there's an outside chance, and I still do. Latavius Murray, at 31 years old, making 4.1 million dollars as a backup running back. I, I, I worry that he while he was one of my favorite handcuff backs, I worry that he's going to make that roster. I think I think he might have a better chance of making that roster than maybe a Devontae Freeman who they picked up probably just to throw out there in training camp. I mean, you said there was a, a, a backup running back. I forget what, he, what his name was, but you said he had a good game and stuff like that. But I think maybe if... if Ingram, Tony Jones, if, uh, seven carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown, and he caught all five of his yeah, passes. Yeah, I think if Latavius Murray is going to get cut, it'll probably be somewhere... Early in the season, because this guy has been outperforming and is right. just is just taking. I just over. say four point one million dollars on a backup running back that's thirty one years old, maybe. But it's just you know stuff to look for in front of yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me quick hit you with a couple things. You give me a sentence of yeah, your thoughts, and we'll move it. on. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I brought up briefly that Dak Prescott. A lot of people have talking about him for fantasy MVP or NFL MVP. He his second MRI showed progress. So the the reason that they were taking a second MRI was to see how his progress along. It actually showed progress. He was thrown on the side of the Arizona game. He won, he was talking about playing in the third game. Now Dallas is not going to let that happen, but that's a good sign. Yeah, I think it's a really good sign. I think that when you're talking about Dak Prescott, this is a guy 
that when you're talking about those that next tier, like that second tier of quarterbacks, this is a guy that's a that's a good solid pick. I mean, I think me and you both threw some flyers on him, like five bucks on a on a on a bat yeah, to win MVP. To yeah. win MVP. Why not? I mean, he was playing like he was yeah, going to be the MVP when he got hurt last year. I think he was going to he was on pace to throw for like eight thousand yards that yeah, season. And he's the favorite at plus two fifty to be comeback player of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like comeback player of the year for for with all the injuries last year is kind of a. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, go ahead and crack one open there on that one. Um, I feel Chicago like it's. Paleo. I feel like it's kind of a a backwards kind of thing. Like we're talking about people that struggled or are coming back from, you know, like like Alex Smith who came back from a, an injury. Yeah, that you might I not think play they, from. they should have named the award after him. Yeah. This guy almost had his leg amputated. I think that when to you're leading a team to the playoffs. When you're talking about somebody like Dak who's playing like an MVP before he got hurt, yeah, I, I just bring it up player because, of the year. I just bring it up because he happened to be the favorite for it. Yeah, I would I, never lay 250 on a futures bet. I think that but. if he's going to be MVP, I think there's no reason to give him comeback player yeah. of the year. Yeah, uh, another quick one I saw. Houston running back situation, now, every team has value. Every team has to have a running back. And when you're talking flexes, some names were tossed around to David Johnson. I thought it interesting. Houston official web uh, depth chart has Lindsey and Ingram, Philip Lindsey and Mark Ingram as co-starters, and David Johnson third down the depth chart. Now, in all, of all the snaps from Tyrod Taylor in the first offense in the first game, the, he only played, David Johnson only played two snaps, and they were both on third down. So if that holds to fruition and Ingram is held out of the game, it looks like Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, then David Johnson is the third third down back. Interesting. Uh, I think it's yeah. I mean, it's it is interesting, but at the same exact time, like they could totally flip next game and Dave Johnson plays with the ones and Lindsay plays with the twos and Ingram plays with the twos. So you don't think there's any meat on the bone the fact that he only played two snaps with the starting offense? Oh, I think there might be, but I'm just saying that there's a good possibility that maybe they just flip all of them all around at the same time. You've seen in the preseason before when they've had quarterback controversies or running back who's going to be the starting running back, and they kind of flip flop. All the time on who okay. on each game who's doing the who's doing the starting and who's well, doing who's running the second team. Well, this year there's only three preseason games, so there's only yeah. there's only so many dress rehearsals. Yeah, true, true. But I mean, like, and I and I think when we're talking about David Johnson, uh, remember in his rookie season, um, he was he was returning kicks. He was their third down back and some of that, and he just outperformed his way into being a starter. Interesting. So I mean, maybe it's one of those things where you're talking about maybe he plays. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, hey, prove yourself, and they give him something, and he finally does it. Well, you know, that may end up being good news, especially in PPR formats. If he is their third down back, you're talking about a team that's going to be losing a lot of games and be losing. So that could actually increase his value in PPR leagues. But could you imagine that you traded for David Johnson, you gave up DeAndre Hopkins? Crazy. For what ended up being now just a well, third? Well, not, not this coaching staff and no, personnel. No, I understand, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, when it's all said and done, yeah. you traded away one of the top five receivers in the league to get a guy that you don't even consider to be an every down back anymore? No wonder Sean Watson wants out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next... Real quick, uh, Miami's running back situation. Now, Malcolm Brown, who they brought in as a free agent from the Rams, this coaching staff, started and served as the lead back for the Dolphins against the Bears. He played 16 of the 23 snaps with Tua and the Ones. He started each drive, and Miles Gaskin only came in as a complimentary player. When the first-team offense left the field, Brown did as well and never came back, even though Gaskin kept playing with the Twos deep into the third quarter. Any meat on that bone? Maybe, but I mean, you could also be looking at it like maybe Miami's looking at doing something similar to what the Rams did rather than what they did last year. Like Gaskin was clearly the number one guy before he got hurt, and then you had like Salman Ahmed and a couple other guys, you know, step up and do some pretty, you know, pretty, 
pretty solid things when they actually got a chance to do some stuff. But Miles Gassman was the guy last year. I mean, can we agree to that? Well, we could, yeah, but Salvin Ahmed had good games, too, no, that's and I didn't I even said, bring he, him up. But I said yeah. when, when Gaskin wasn't playing that Salvin Ahmed had, was the next guy up, and he had a pretty good thing. Yeah. I think maybe what what this more shows is maybe that the Miami's going with more of a, a Rams kind of situation where uh, Malcolm Brown takes you know a, takes a, takes a series and then and then Miles Gaskin takes a series and they're just switching off series. I just thought it was interesting that they they treated him as the number one clear when he played the majority of snaps with the ones and left the field when all the ones did. Yeah, but I believe at one point Malcolm Brown was playing with the ones with the Rams and eventually got seated by Cam Akers. Okay. Before, I mean, I'm just saying it's something that you could just yeah. see. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I think we don't. It's week one of the of the preseason. Right. I mean, some guys aren't even playing at all. You know what well, I mean? Well, and I think that's the biggest takeaway from all preseason games. I brought up stats, numbers, stuff like that, which I told y'all I wouldn't bore you with. But if I'm going to make a point, I at least want to have some numbers yeah. to back it up. But the biggest takeaway you can take from any preseason game, really, is if somebody is a healthy scratch from a preseason game. Yeah. Like I brought up last week with Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. If like they like the Houston Texans did with Mark Ingram. If you're healthy and they sat you for the preseason game, that's the best sign right there. Mm-hmm. Just like the Bills are doing with Josh Allen. They're not even bothering to put him out for preseason week two, which in a three-game preseason would be your dress rehearsal. Trubisky's starting for the Bills next week. So I just more so look to see who doesn't play. Yeah, so are you saying that you would be more inclined to pick Malcolm Brown now than Miles Gaskin? Would you wait and then yeah, take Malcolm Brown? If I was Brown? to do a zero running back or hero running back, I think he'd be one of my lottery tickets, yeah. Especially seeing if Gaskin is going fourth round and I can get Malcolm Brown eighth and ninth round, I, I see better value there. Why not? If I'm doing zero or hero running back, I wouldn't take him as a lottery ticket. I know we're short on time here, but let's, let's at least make it a point that next week we talk... Zero running back, hero running back. We talked some yeah. strategies about that and stuff like that, because I yeah. know this is something that a lot of people want to do. Well, not only that, but next week's episode, I think, is going to be the last one before our draft. Yeah. And the last last weekend of August, first weekend of September, is when a lot of drafts happen. So what we're doing is just building you a bridge to the draft, and we're going to be hitting you twice a week once season starts for predictions, reviews, what was important, what wasn't, and, and, and dabble into other entertaining stuff, beer, movies, anything we find entertaining. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, and, and the rest of the stuff, I, you know, I'm not going to bore you with preseason numbers, but I thought that was interesting, the stuff to cover. Now, what I did want to say, and usually we hit you with a funny story or something from our past or something from our particular league, what I did want to say, and I do appreciate all the people that have reached out, whether on Facebook or text message or anything like that, we do really appreciate the support for what we're trying to do here, guys, and it means a lot. I, I know... I'm usually a guy who kind of spouts off at the mouth, and most of it's joking, and you all know that about me. But I do want to say thank you for the support. If you know us personally, you have our cell phone numbers, you have us on Facebook, reach out. What we want to reach out, tell me what topics do you want us to cover? What questions do you want us to answer? Hell, what do you want us to, even a stupid question that has nothing to do with football, reach out to us. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll be happy to do it. Yeah, I think especially when you're talking about like keeper leagues, you're talking about who to start here and who to start there and stuff like that. I think it would be interesting conversations to talk about once the season starts. Even at draft time, it's like I'm sitting in this spot. Where do you think is the best way to go? And we can kind of help like 
not steer you because it's obviously your team, and we want you to draft your own team. We definitely don't want you just following us. Well, especially if you're in our league. We want to make sure we tell you what to draft so we can get the guys we want. Yes, exactly. And also what kind of whiskey to drink while you're watching NFL Sunday Ticket. Yes. I mean, we, we definitely appreciate everybody listening. We want to get, uh, we want you guys to give us the feedback. And we're not talking about just the positive feedback of you. We're listening, we're laughing, you guys are doing great and all that other stuff. We want you guys to actually, you know, get involved and stuff like that. Tell us what you want. We can, we'll dig take some time here to uh, talk about exactly what it is that you want us to talk about. If you got, would you rather pick this guy or this guy? If you have like a guy late in the draft, you're like, do you pick this guy? Like, do you want, do you think I should throw a flyer on Amon Ross St. Brown? Absolutely. I think you throw a flyer on <laughs> the Scorpion, Scorpion King. I, I think you're trying to make sure you fit him in every episode. Absolutely. Um, we're just going to keep Not only that, but since we're going to start doing two episodes a week, once the season starts, maybe a Tuesday review of what happened over the weekend and maybe a Saturday proje- uh, prediction of what's going on, that's going to give us a lot more opportunity to have guests. So if you're interested in popping on the show, that would be great. Reach out. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start wrapping it up here. Um, go out there. Go ahead and pick your uh, your your uh, your quarterback in the uh, first round if you're picking in the top three, so we can make sure we get uh, the Dalvin Cooks, the Derrick Henrys, and the CMCs. All right, you guys <laughs> just go ahead. You go out there. You make it all happen. You go out there. You win your league. Um, win your league for us. If you're not in our league. But if you're in another league and you're listening to us, go out there and win your league, man. Tell everybody. Put the quarterback gave me some good advice. Or even tell them that we gave us bad advice. At least getting some kind of pub here. But we appreciate everything you guys are doing. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, we're super grateful. We honestly just started this to just get together, have some beers, and have a good time doing this. And we appreciate anybody that's along with us for the ride. Absolutely. All right, you guys have a great rest of the day. I hope you guys get your draft positions. If not, talk to your commissioner and say, we got to figure out these draft positions. Get it done. And start working on your mock drafts. Start working on your research and, and get it done, guys. Good or just luck. listen to us and let us do the research for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're going to sign off here. This is uh, Rick and Tim over there. We're signing off for the for the time. We'll see you here next week. All right, take care, guys.